Welcome back to 5 Movie Madness, where I had one simple request, and that was to have freaking sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their freaking heads. I'm your host this week, Corey, and with me as always, I got Matt. It looks like a baboon in a closet at midnight. And Joe. Allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> oh, this is going to be so oh, much fun. I'm so glad we picked the same movie. Me and you both. Uh, this is the road we took for this category. Mm. Huh? <laughs> like I said, I had a lot more fun when for we opening took the lines is what we took. It's true. Who knows? Um, okay. For those of you who couldn't figure out by our opening lines, we this week will be reviewing our top five favorite spy movies. Um, this was going to be like spy thriller specifically, and then we all kind of went our separate ways and said, "You know what? Let's just make it spy movies in general." <laughs> And I think that we're all going to be much happy with the list that came out of it. Except maybe you um, guys. <laughs> except maybe you guys. I don't know. Maybe you guys wanted Spy Thriller specifically. Who knows? Well, you boys, how are you guys feeling? Doing okay. Good. That's that's important. <laughs> I'm feeling good. <laughs> check, check. One, two, good. Good. Great. So, yeah. Anything going on? You guys got any anecdotes you want to kick the show off with or you guys we just jumping right in do you guys have your wrap up still thankfully no taking it down as we speak or i should say the wife is taking it down as i was about to speak. say Corey, you should stop just so we can do the out. podcast exactly <laughs> yeah no she so the way that like the uh the eye came in contact which ended up giving it to me was like partially through her work so they shut down for a week. They're like, ah, we're just gonna we're just gonna close for a week. We can we can just not have classes for a week. Um, so she's at home. So she was like, perfect time for me to take it all down. So we're she's doing taking it all. Down. It takes tomorrow. a week. You guys put I, up too much just, stuff. First of all, yes, she does. Um, no arguing that on my end. I firmly agree with you. <laughs> but I, it's not that it would take her all week. It's just like she'll do it for like a couple hours, and then she'll go and do some work, and then. She'll go take some other stuff down, and then she'll make dinner, and then she'll relax the night, and then do it all over again the next day. So she just parses it out over the course of the week. All right. Yeah. Tomorrow we're doing the inside of the house. I was going to take down the lights, but it's going to be like 19 degrees tomorrow. So yeah, don't do that. Do don't it. do that tomorrow. Tomorrow's disgusting. Dude, there was... Sunday, Sunday morning is going to be uh, when I do that. It should be in like the low 30s. Balmy. I, yeah. I, looked, uh, I was looking at the weather the other day, and it was like... It was either today or yesterday, and then turned out to be today. But it, uh, it was like high of the day was like forty six degrees, low was like nine. I was like, "Holy crap!" That high that sounds is nice. A, yeah, but like that, a thirty degree swing, almost forty degree swing. That's wild. Yeah, so, that time of the year. Yeah, it is. It most certainly is, and we're not allowed to complain because we had like. See, like seasonably high, like sixty-five in most of December. So, like, yeah. you're not allowed to be mad that it's cold again. We have we have a spring, a summer, seven months of fall, then one really bad month of winter, and then we're back to spring again. That's Stupid yeah. February. It, works. <laughs> it it really is. It is feeling that way. So, oh man. All right. So I guess I'll explain how the show works. Uh, after we set a topic, we each go our separate ways. Make our personal top five list and then we come back here and we will reveal them from five then four three two and one 
if at any point one of us has a movie higher on our list, we will table that movie until the latest possible point in the conversation. Uh, without any further ado, Matt, your number five spy movie. North by Northwest. Doubt you guys mm. have seen it or have it on your list. I'm trying to I don't have it on I've my list. It. Have not seen it, but it was made like the list of things like I probably should have watched for this. It's a very good movie. Uh, it came out in the late fifties, I believe. Cary Grant is Hitchcock, right? Yes. It's I think it's his best some people might argue Psycho. Psycho probably more is most famous. So this one's very good. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of spy movie where our our hero, our main character, is just a normal everyday dude that is being pursued by a spy because he's been mistaken for a political figure. So he's on the run from a spy trying to kill him. The music in this is outstanding. A very, very, very good score. I should get the person's name who made the score to pay proper respects here. Let me let me pull that up real fast. Okay. Marvin Hamlish. I have no idea if that's true, but that's I'm that'd throwing really, that guess out. That'd be really cool. He did the sting. He did. <laughs> Bernard Herman. Sounds okay. vaguely familiar. I guess so. But yeah, the music in this is tremendous and has the famous scene that's been parodied in Family Guy where the climax of the movie With is the plane? standoff on top of Mount Rushmore. Uh, yeah, the plane, oh, scenes, the plane yes. scene is very cool, too. Oh, that, that is that, in this movie, though, right? Yes. Okay, That's very yeah. good for the time, too, because that scene, uh, Cary Grant's is kind of like walking down the road, and you hear a plane, and he kind of looks up, then he keeps walking. And since this is a 50s movie, you're just thinking, like, oh, I guess the plane was flying by, and they couldn't do anything about it. But no, the plane just, like, goes after him. Yeah. And he's like buying stuff. He has to like kind of outrun the plane. It's very well done for the time. It just still holds up today. North nice. by Northwest, number five. It's on HBO. Maybe I'll maybe I'll watch that because yeah, got, check it out. We got a little siesta coming up from podcasting. So doing right. Yes, we do. I'll mix this in with the Stallone movies. <laughs> <laughs> to take a break from Stallone. Not that I'll need to, but you no. know, <laughs> that's true. Eventually, they all blend together. I'll tell you a story. I don't know if it's podcast appropriate or not for uh, how I came up with the Stallone topic. <laughs> okay. Oh, I can't wait. So to I was this. in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nothing bad or anything. It's just like something I do at my home leads uh, to Sylvester mm. Stallone. <laughs> it's, it's really not. I know. I know. Go ahead. Going in so, such a weird way. I own many, many Blu-rays, as you both know. So I've seen them. Yes. Can confirm. So, Can confirm. You probably go through this with your wives and significant others is when you go, oh, let's pick a movie. And then you go on all the streaming services, and it takes like 45 minutes. I hate that you, more than anything. It's the worst. Right? It's the so, actual worst. I own physical copies of many, many, many great films. So what me and my wife do is we go shelf by shelf, and we each pick one from each shelf, seven shelves in total. So we select 14, and then okay. we take turns eliminating till we get down to the final two. Then we flip a coin. takes about seven minutes, <laughs> the, the, the entire it, process. It sounds a little bit painstaking, but compared to looking at the, the menus of the streaming services, yes, instantly it's more, better. It's more fun, and we yeah. make a game out of it. And... 
the last like four times we've done this, I had like five Stallone movies <laughs> each time. And they always get eliminated. I never get to watch them. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you think you blew. We're going to make this work. <laughs> I'm playing no. chess over here. I'm bringing seven Stallone movies. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Matt is playing chess right now. That's right. Um, I think Prime might be the worst to flip through, in my opinion. I feel like I go like down the row and start flipping through them, and it's the same movies over and over again, and it's still movies I don't want to watch. What sucks about Prime is there's no end to the genre, I feel mm-hmm. like. It goes on forever. Like where Netflix yeah. will eventually loop back around. <laughs> yeah, Prime does doesn't that, do that too, for sure. <laughs> but Netflix has like 15 rows with all different movies in them. So like I think I hate scrolling through Netflix the most. Oh, see, at least they're Prime different. Prime is close. I, I, I hate when I go to the next row and I'm seeing like the eight movies I've already looked at. I'm like, I, if I, I didn't click on it the first row, I'm not going to click it's on it the second, second row, guys. Like, and then I don't, don't ne- need it. You get to reevaluate. Netflix, Netflix added the shuffle feature, which is good in theory, but just it doesn't work. Is that the one where it just sorry. starts a random thing? Well, yeah, it's like a shuffle button. You pick it and select something at random. Then it's you're like, no, I don't want to watch that. Exactly. You're like, <laughs> continue or shuffle again. And you hit shuffle again, and it goes to another one. And you're for like, 45 these minutes. Are, I'm like, is, is this recommended for me? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> so Terrible. Anyway, that's how, it Terrible. Came up. that's how Stallone came into my mind. Okay. And like North it. by Northwest, number five. <laughs> it sounds great. I'm sure it's really good. Yeah. I have not seen it yet. Joe, you're number five. My number five, starting off my five Austin Powers movies. Now, uh, my number five is a little bit different direction than I normally go. It's Mission Impossible, but it's Ghost Protocol. Okay. Yeah. I usually talk. I usually put Fallout on lists, so I was just like, you know what, Ghost Protocol. I'm feeling different about this. It's more spy-y. Yeah, I, I have similar sentiments, but we'll get to that later on in the show. Okay. <laughs> So I'm guessing no one else has it. Uh, that's my no. bubble. Oh, nice. Okay. I do yeah. not have Ghost, this one. Ghost Protocol is on my bubble. Cool. It's my second favorite Mission Impossible, though. I will it's, say. Yeah, it's mine. It's almost interchangeable with Fallout at this spot, but I've talked about Fallout enough. That's... I I consider Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and Fallout like like a same. nine-hour movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all one thing. And to what me. a level. L- l- lovely nine-hour movie it is yeah it's like the better lord of the rings trilogy <laughs> <laughs> just gotta sneak that gem in there. a little less daunting also only nine hours come on yeah, that's it. yeah. as compared to like the three kings which is nine hours you know <sighs> return sorry. of the king return of the king that's what i meant sorry lord of the rings fans Stay. i love you mitch don't leave yeah, don't leave they're not listening, they're not listening anyway <laughs> mitch might be Hold that's up. true. That's true. That's true. He's our friend. Maybe not yes, for much is. longer if we keep doing this, but uh, <laughs> I will be getting a text. <laughs> Ghost Protocol. Yeah, Ghost Protocol. It's a. Uh, it's where the the Mission Impossible movies kind of become like Fast and the Furious esque because God, there's ridiculous things in this movie. He's yes. ru- running along the side of a building, climbing up the side of a building, <laughs> the car garage thing. <laughs> like no, any normal person dies in this movie. 12 times over. Yes, it's, absolutely. It's I like really, really like the aspect though of like them being cut off from anyone else that they can turn to 
like the program's basically shut down, they still have to operate business as usual with such limited resources. I mean, the race, the resources are still incredible, but by comparison to what they had yeah, yeah. in earlier ones, it's a different, yeah. It's very true, and you're right. Where this the starting with four gross protocol, the movies definitely do do a major shift in tone and style. Yeah, and they, you know, kept the franchise alive, so to speak. Adapt. They adapted. Because, I mean, yeah, one through three are relatively grounded. Like, yeah, they have cool technology and it's kind of unbelievable, but nothing insane, like, starts happening in this movie happens. I think that it's a very apt, the the Fast and Furious jab there. I think it was, was an apt way to describe it. Um, I, I enjoy the hell out of these, though. I actually, whereas, like, the as the Fast and the Furious got more and more ridiculous, I liked them less and less with... The Mission Impossibles, when they kind of got to this ridiculous area, I'm like, I think it kind of endears itself to me a little more. Like, I have a lot more fun watching Ghost Protocol than I do watching some of the the, the first three. Not that they're not as good. I think they're, they, they're better. But they're I just, just think that I have more fun. Yeah. Going into these movies, knowing that Tom Cruise, who plays Ethan Hunt, does his own stunts, and then you watch what he does, you're like... How are you still alive? Yeah, like, really. <laughs> make making this to begin with. Like, if he, God forbid, passes away during doing a stunt because he keeps pushing the envelope. The Mission Impossible make... fourteen. Yeah, right. Which yeah, right? you know, well, they'll still make. They'll still continue to be good. They'll still make money. But like, kudos to him. Tom How Cruise. old is Tom Cruise? Ageless. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's an ageless wonder. That wasn't the question, but... I want to say he's, like, 57. He's got to be in his look it up. That is, 50s. That's so high. I thought he was going to be in, like, his, like, later end of 40, like, 47, 48. He's 59. Wow. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Oh, my God. He's 59. That man looks better at 60 than I do at 33. Yeah. <laughs> Future podcast idea... Greatest action movie characters. I like it. That'd be an interesting one. Yes. Yeah. Ethan Hunt, for your consideration. <laughs> Allow me to sneak preview. <laughs> Ethan Hunt. All right. I have a feeling that's not going to be the last time we talk about Mission Impossible, but who knows? I doubt it. I'm going to go ahead and doubt it. What do you got, Corey? Uh, my number five, so like I said at the top, we, we took away the thriller caveat and opened up uh, a whole new avenue of spy movies that I could I could play on and pull in, uh, which is why this is my number five. It definitely is not a serious spy movie by any means, but it is one of my favorites, and it is Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. Okay, you went with the first one. That, yep. Went with the first it's one. It's the best one. Could have easily gone with the second one. Went with the first one instead. I think uh, the first my... one's the best. Both of you think the first one's the best one? Yes. I I don't know. I, I definitely I do. can go either way between one and two. I really can. Again, you know my trend is to is to do the original because that's where the jokes are the most original, right? Yeah. So. And this isn't a table, Joe? No, this is my first bubble. Okay. I just missed the cut. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is fun. Um, oh, so wait, you pulled your quote from a bubble movie? Yeah, it's the best quote I could think of. Yeah. 
Sometimes I, like I pull it. quotes from movies that aren't even on my list. Yeah, I got to keep you guys that's, on your toes. Totally, totally true. just part of the genre, but yeah, that's fair. Not for my generation. Um, I, you know, this is just a, a, it's just a, an action spy movie parody, right? It's Mike James Myers Bond is, parody. Yep. I guess yeah. Specifically, it's a James Bond parody. Do they pull in anything else, or is it all just James Bond references? Well, it's, it's it's mostly that a mix of it's James, Bond James Bond and Bond, right? Canadian humor. It's what they're going sure. for. What they're going for. It's it's the point. Or British Fair humor. Enough. Well, it's he's Mike Myers is famously Canadian. Canadian, and a lot uh, of his yeah. jokes are based in Canadian culture. Okay. Fair enough. I learned something um, today. <laughs> Yeah, Austin Powers as a spy who was cryogenically frozen from the 70s wakes up in... No, the 60s, I'm sorry. 60s. 60s. Wakes up in the 90s and the hilarity ensues. Mike Myers famously plays like... I guess he only plays two in this, right? And he adds more characters he plays in each of the subsequent movies? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's just Dr. Evil and Austin Powers. It's Dr. Evil and Austin Powers in this, and then he adds as it goes on. Um, yeah, I think this movie's funny. This movie holds up. I still chuckle as I watched it the other day. It's a great movie. It's it's so fun. It's just, again, it's a yeah. fun watch. If nothing else, it's a very fun watch. Will Ferrell's in it. Yes, he is. Will Ferrell is in it. Seth Green. Mm-hmm. I, pre- um, I prefer the second one. Like... If this is a, a seven, okay. the second one's like a ten for me. Like, see, I would reverse that. I think this is like a ten, and the seven, the second one is like a seven, and gold number is like a four and a half. Yeah, yeah gold number is definitely a four and a half. As what is the second one called? The oh, Spy Who Shagged Me, right? Yep. Spy Me. Yeah, I, I think I could have put Spy Who Shagged Me on here too. It would have, I would have said the same things. I think they're both up there as very funny movies that I constantly rewatch and go to, and I love them. The first one, I believe, was a bit of a flop when it came out, but got a second life on, like, DVD. And then Spire Shagged Me was, like, a hit critically and financially, I want to say. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I'm not basing that in... <laughs> on anything at all. <laughs> I think I, I remember hearing that somewhere or reading that somewhere, so... It made, like, 60-something million, and the budget was, like, 16 million. So that's pretty good. Okay, well, that for well, International that's... Man of Mystery? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the second one did better, and then Gold Member probably did the best. More Still got a 73 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not like it's a... Oh, no, yeah. It's it's it's, it's one of the few comedies where Rotten Tomatoes actually like gave it a decent score. Rotten Tomatoes got it right. Fire Shack Me budget was $33 million. But it made like $300 million. Double. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it made money, right? So the budget... Yeah. What did you say That's the budget was? 33. 16, uh, which one? For the first one? For the uh, for first one. 16? Million? Yeah, and it made like just under 60, 70, right? Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. So, so that's why they made it. That's why they greenlit a second one. But Fat Bastard, then you got Heather Graham, upgrade over Elizabeth Hurley. That's, I don't know, works better for me. That's a different character. Like, I don't know. Yeah. She's very serious, and Heather Graham is not serious at all. So, look, look, okay. Elizabeth Hurley still trying to like take this as a serious role and well, sort of as serious choice. as she can. Yeah, it's it's yeah. yeah. I don't know. They're both good in their own way. Okay. 
I just think all the jokes hit better in the first one because they kind of just reuse them in the second one. True. That's the only, and that's the only Fair. thing, right? Like that's why a lot of comedies, especially, I, I tend to go with one over two because the jokes are fresher. Plus, the first one has odd job in it. I mean, random task. Random His task. Name, random task. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Who throws? I may shit? not have ever noticed that until just a second. <laughs> You're welcome. I don't know how. I don't know how I missed that joke, but it, it definitely. I miss, I've seen this movie so many times. And I've always missed that joke. Well done. You know what? Thank you, Joe. Thank you for that. I'm here for you. Yeah, I appreciate you. Um, I think we can we can close the door on Austin Powers International Man Mystery and go to Matt, your number four. Kingsman the Secret Service. Uh, go ahead and table that. Okay. Yep, table that. Joe? That was why I'm glad we changed it from thrillers. Uh, <laughs> I had that in my thriller list, but I don't give a shit. Uh, I was debating it. <laughs> Very hard. Anyway, number my number four is Skyfall. Okay, that's my other bubble. All right. For the record, my bubbles are James Bond and Jason Bourne. Just, <laughs> just the the franchise. Just the characters. Movies that have fallen through the cracks for Matt Jansen be the James Bond franchise and the Jason Bourne franchise. Okay, fair enough. Have you seen any of the the Craig Bonds, Matt? Yes. I've seen okay. Casino Royale. I've seen Skyfall. Okay. Okay. They're very good. Skyfall is awesome. Yeah. Like, basically. Yeah. Uh, all right. So instead of talking about Skyfall, like in detail, I guess I'm I'm gonna pitch you this. So obviously Skyfall is really good, and it stars Javier Bardem as the villain, who's a former MI6 operative. How dope would it have been if they got like Pierce Brosnan to play that role? And then you're like, oh my god, it's a previous Bond. Because I was thinking about it, and I was just like, none of the other guys would work. They're too old. Or some <laughs> of them might be dead. So oh, so, so, is it Pierce Brosnan as... Is this taken into the fan theory that James Bond is a code name? Is a moniker? Just, yeah. yeah. It, you could play it either way. You could play that he was the previous James Bond, or you could just have it like be like kind of a cameo. Like he okay. was James Bond, and now he's this MI6 operative, but under a different name. As a kid, I always wanted a Bond movie where Sean Connery played, like, the main baddie. That would have been really cool for me. So this is yeah. kind of similar. I mean, he, he was still around when they made this, but he would have been very old yeah. and it would have been not believable. Past his prep. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely love the theory that James Bond isn't a person, but an identity. Like, and that's why he's been able to operate since the, whenever the first ones came out, 30, 40 years ago at this point. Yeah. Um, I love I love that theory and like the idea that instead of Javier Bardem, you have Pierce Brosnan coming in and doing that. Like that's such a great idea. That being said, Javier is fucking awesome. Oh no, he's great in this. Like no no stone cast against Javier Bardem. Like he can be in whatever movie he wants for the most part. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, especially if he gets to play a bad guy. Mm. God damn, he's he good at it. Yeah. He could have still been the henchman in the beginning that worked for him. It's true. It's very true. But Joe request aside, Skyfall is just just tops. I, I haven't seen Spectre and No Time to Die yet, but I have seen the first three Craig Bond movies. I think I think they're my favorite of the Bonds so far. Here's a question. Exposure. Did yeah, No Time to Die ever come out? Yes. Okay. Yes, it, did. it came and went, and I never got to see it. <laughs> it was. It was like. It was November. delayed so yeah. many times. I have no idea if that like happened or not. It came out in November. Like they made a Zoolander too. 
I swear it came out. <laughs> I feel that way about Anchorman, too. Oh, yeah. Like... Well, Anchorman 2 I was kind of hyped for, but which was a disappointment. But Zoolander 2, I remember, like, wow, this is way too late to make a sequel to this. Yeah. And, and then I remember thinking one day, did Zoolander 2 ever come out? And it did. <laughs> did you ever see it? No. Neither Absolutely did I. Love the first one. Can't do that to myself. Don't want to watch the second one. Yeah. I don't think. First one is incredible. So yeah, no, whoa, no more James Bond potentially, or maybe there is. I don't know. Oh, not for, not for me. Spoiler. Well, no. <laughs> if you've listened to the show before, you know that's not a spoiler. Yeah. Skyfall. Skyfall, great movie. You've seen the other. Glory. You've seen the other Bonds though. Great like, choice. Like um, I've seen. I say their movies have fall through the cracks, but I've seen at least all the Bond actors. I've seen their films, so to speak. So I've seen. I've I think I've seen one of everyone except for Lazenby because he only did one. Yeah. I don't know what movie that is. That's I don't know off the Majesty's top of my head. Secret Service. Okay. And that's the reason the Bond identity theory doesn't really make sense. It's not canon. <laughs> there is a non canon Bond movie, but it's not that one. It's, um. Anyway, Lazenby, mm-hmm. as Bond, gets married in this one and his wife gets killed. And then in a later know. Roger Moore one. He goes back and visits his wife's grave. <laughs> so that kind of like ruins everything for that fan theory to be accurate. Maybe they were like friends. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. One day I'll take a deep dive. It's not that day. <laughs> wasn't this week. No. Corey, what's your number four? The Born Identity. Thought about it. It's on the short list. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I was able to have a whole bunch of movies on this list that are part of franchises or trilogies or multiple installments, mm-hmm. uh, and I stuck with my my average my general rule of going with the first. Um, I think with the Born Identity specifically, it was probably the easiest to go with the first. I think that that I, I think the Born Identity is the best of those films. The only one I've seen. <laughs> Uh, they don't. They don't get better. Um, <laughs> Oof! <laughs> There's like six. I'm of them. being honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a fun. It's a. It's a good action spy movie. This is the movie that I was looking at when I came up with the 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 topic. Um, this is probably in reality the closest thing to a thriller. There is a lot of really good action, but because of the way that it's shot um, and the way that it, it's written, it, it gets you more on the edge of your seat than some of the other movies on my list. Um, and that's really when I, what I want to talk about the most when it comes to The Born Identity is like the shaky cam point of view, like down level following the action and like I said, shaky manner was not something that was done with a lot of movies. Um, with good cause. spy movies. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's a hard. It's hard to hard watch. To pull off. <laughs> it's it's hard to watch and it's hard to pull off. Um, but I just I just feel so much more engaged in the story when it's like that. Um, yeah. So I I personally love that, and then it was one of the first movies I'd seen that was like that. So that's why it's got a little special place. Special place in my heart. But uh, the only other thing I want to bring up when it comes to the Born Identity is 
in Ocean's 13 when Matt Damon is like running away from like trying to find out the security footage. They changed the entire color palette of the movie and the way the movie shot to make it look like it, it's a scene from the Born Identity. And I think it's hysterical. Cool. I catch I catch it every time. Yeah. Next time you watch Ocean's 13, wait for him to be on the phone with Danny talking about the uh, security system. It's a, it the, the shot looks straight up like it's a scene from a Born Identity movie. And they clear like it's clearly an homage and it's hysterical. Nice. All right, that's my number four. So we are on to number threes. Matt. I went with Atomic Blonde. That's my number Table. three. Table. Okay. Corey, what's so Corey, number we three? could skip right to your number three. <laughs> I guess that's my number three. My number three is the original Mission Impossible. Okay. Yeah, that's a good choice. Uh, I think that this one is endearing to me because of the one. It kickstarts a franchise. Let's get that right out of the way. But it doesn't, right? though, Corey, because it was a popular television show for many, many years. Okay, fair enough. But no one Touché. cared. Touche. <laughs> I don't care That's about the that. That's franchise but you, kicker, though, wouldn't you say? It's the thing that came first. I, you're right. No I can't argue that. against that. I Facts, you get some of the most parodied spy moments from this movie right we're talking about a movie that's like imitation is the most sincere form of flattery like you know Mm -hmm. that your movies made it if it gets copied especially if it gets copied in comedies Mm -hmm. so many things that happen in mission impossible are those things that are parodied all Anytime the time. Anytime a room has lasers in it, it's because of Mission Impossible. <laughs> it's because Very of Mission true. Impossible. If, if you get a scene where like a person is like, re- like repelling down from a ceiling and like stops right almost at the bottom, Mission Impossible. There's actually a new TikTok trend happening right now. Oh, God. That has like the Mission Impossible theme. <laughs> and it's people like have their babies like in a um, like swaddled. And it's the Mission Impossible scene and like a binky on like the floor. And it's just a dad lowering the baby down until the baby like grabs the binky and like comes back up. It's pretty funny. Okay. It's pretty funny. I'm glad you checked that out for us. Uh, I didn't. It just. It, it just happened. Apparently, TikTok forced it on me. Uh, TikTok did. TikTok forced it on me. I saw another one with a cat. Dude like lowers his cat down like that. And the cat like grabs like a, a treat from the floor and like it's like. Hold back up. Is anybody frozen? No, okay, no we're good. good. No, no. <laughs> Sorry. Just taking a breather. All right. Yeah. All right. So that's Mission Impossible. I guess there's nothing else really to say about Mission Impossible. Um, so we're on to number twos. Matt, number two. Mission Impossible three. I had a feeling okay. this would be the one to make it list. On any given day, I would consider four my favorite Mission Impossible movie because it does... That's where this the series shifts to more of an action thriller type deal. But mm-hmm. Mission Impossible 3 is damn good and doesn't get talked about nearly enough. 2 was a fucking train wreck. Yes, it's it a is. Bomb. It's not watchable at all. When it came out, mm-hmm. everybody was so excited for it. It's very much like an early late 90s, early 2000s style of movie. I believe that was directed by James Wand. I mean, there's like doves during fight scenes, and it's. <laughs> fucking ridiculous and it's terrible and three brought you back 
makes it more grounded. You get to know Ethan Hunt on a more personal level. It starts off with like the end of the movie, so to speak, or like the climactic scene. Like the he Tarantino did. Yeah, he Tarantino did. Very good way of saying that. <laughs> and then Philip Seymour Hoffman is like an outstanding villain. Oh, he is. He's he's, he's a standing villain. He's an unsettling man. He he sure is, and he's so he's an matter unsettling man. He's so matter of fact with his delivery and his actions and everything, and he just it's 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 an incredible acting performance. Philip Seymour Hoffman gone too soon, and yep. Three does not get the credit it deserves in the Mission Impossible franchise. It's the last of the original trilogy. Four, the shift happens, and everybody loves the shift. But three is so good and so underutilized and respected and appreciated and talked about. It's good. Yes. You were were making up for it on this podcast because you love to sing the praises of three. Passion. And, (laughs) And I don't disagree with you. I just have less passion about it than you do. Fair enough. If you want to tell me a Mission Impossible movie is your favorite that's not two, I support you. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. That's it. Done. I'm off my Mission Impossible 3 soapbox. <laughs> Till next time, folks. <laughs> next time I have a chance. Uh, Joe, number two. My number two. Uh, yeah. hope you guys don't argue with me in this one because it's totally a spy movie. Captain America the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's a hundred percent a spy movie, isn't it? Is it a hundred percent that that was not hundred percent? No, it's not a hundred percent of spy well, it's part, movie. It's part like superhero I, it's movie like kind of but not really. I find I'll give it eighty seven percent spy movie. It's a lot spy movie. It's like a political thriller from the seventies, so to so to speak. It's very much like that genre. I just yeah. had a hard time fitting the spy aspect into I mean, it. Shield is a spy agency. I really thought about it. I wanted that's, it. That's fair. As long as you thought about it, that's yeah. all I ask. Mm-hmm. Even I though did. I never brought this up ahead of time because I can't. So that we know Joe's okay, number one. Okay, you do. Yes. Keep that quiet, though. Okay. People at home might not know. Winter Soldier is an awesome movie. It's a spy political thriller. Natasha Romanoff is a spy. All of Shield is a spy agency, and then Steve Rogers yes. gets roped into it. He's got to track his friend down. He's got to run from the government. It's an amazing movie. It really is. It's the reason Atomic Bond is at three for me. Otherwise, Atomic Bond would have been two. Oh my God, what's his name? I'm blanking on it. Pierce, famous actor. Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Yeah, there it is. Too much hard cider. Robert Redford is an amazing villain in this movie. Yes, he is. And had this movie been made in Robert Redford's prime, he probably would be Captain America. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Who, right who would be? Wheelhouse. Who would be Bucky? I can't even fathom. Paul Newman. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like a reverse of the thing. A reverse Butch Cassidy. <laughs> Uh, everyone is probably listening to this has seen The Winter Soldier, but you know, if you have Disney Plus, watch it again. Tell me it's not a spy movie. It's awesome. Very good. Mm. I enjoy it. So do I. There you go. There you go. Corey, you're number two. Kingsman. Table. Oh, look at me. Look at me getting tabled. Left right at right. the end there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess that 
means that we are on to Matt, your number one spy movie. Let me just write down your number one. Got okay. Thank you. Uh, my number one spy movie. I knew it wasn't going to be on your list. I think it's a movie I've talked to you guys about before. No Way Out stars Kevin Costner and Gene Hackman. It came out in the late 80s, which I don't mind spoiling the shit out of right now because it's over 30 years old. And I almost I watched it for this. I You almost watched it for this? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like the next movie I was going to watch if I had more time. Amazing movie. Up there with one of the greatest twists in movie history. It's like something that seeds are planted but you don't really consider it and then it happens you're like whoa it's it's is it like one of the things where the second viewing is like very apparent yes that they were laying the breadcrumbs yes i I would agree with that i'm going to talk to you about the twist anyway so no you sort of that's fine (laughs) monster the, the plot of this movie is um is kevin costner is a high-ranking member of the u.s navy and gene hackman is a i believe is a senator in this and um they are both having an affair with the same woman who's the wife of another political figure and kevin costner is at this woman's house and then gene hackman shows up so kevin costner has to go into hiding and gene hackman gets into an altercation with this woman and she falls down a flight of stairs and dies only gene hackman and kevin costner are in the house and Kevin Costner kind of reveals himself. So they both see each other. They're both not supposed to be there. And Gene Hackman's definitely not supposed to be there because he just killed this woman. So now Gene Hackman has is now launching an investigation into Kevin Costner because they're both well-known people uh, in, in, in Washington that, hey, he is, a, he is a Russian spy. We have to go after him. He's a Russian spy. All because... Kevin Costner was there, and he knows what Gene Hackman did. So Kevin Costner has no way out of the situation, hence the title. So he, he's kind of like on the run from Gene Hackman and his cohorts who's trying to subdue him, and he's got to try to prove that he's not a Russian spy. And he is successful. However, at the end of the movie, he is, in fact, a Russian spy and was <laughs> the entire time. What? It's amazing. That's <laughs> such a good... It's so good. That's a twist on a twist. That's a dual twist. Oh. Like he just threw a dart at a dartboard and hit Russian spy, and it turned out to Boom. be true. <laughs> it's like, oh crap! I gotta catch this guy. Uh, you know he's a Russian spy. Let's get him. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, right. oh my god! How does he know? <laughs> so good, so good. That's amazing. You can't see the twist coming from a mile away, and it's like an obvious thing when it's with with the with the reveal. It's uh, it's an amazing, amazing movie moment. Nice. Yeah. No way out. Check it out. No way out. Okay, I don't need to now. Well, yeah. It's like you lived it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you lived it's it. as good as it gets. It's like you lived watching this movie. That's it. It's like I'm there. Man, ticket prices were cheap. <laughs> Joe? Corey? Let's talk about my number two movie. And you mean my number one movie, Kingsman? That's what I Kingsman meant to the say. Secret Service. That's the one. Let's go. I mean, it was the first movie I thought of. Actually, it was the second movie I thought of for spy movies. Spy movies, and then spy thriller. I was like, is it a thriller? I don't know. It's really fun. It took me for a ride. So I mean, I, I guess I would have yeah. let it slide either way. The church I mean, scene um, is thrilling. The church scenes. The skydiving scene gets me every single. I'm so amped up watching that scene, even though I know exactly how it ends. I'm just like, this is sure. this is insane. Goosebumps mark, every time. Mark of a great film. 
I we watched this for the old show after it had left theaters, right? Like this was not a new release for us. No, right? no, no. This was much, much after it left. Okay, okay. I thought so. So I had not seen this in the the first time I had watched it was for ZTH. Nothing makes me want to have like a time machine for dumb things like movies more than this movie. Like I wish I could have seen this movie in theaters. Yeah, it was a great, like, it was a great time like, in theaters. It's so good, and I love watching it on like my like at home TV. But to have been able to experience it like in a theater would have been incredible. Like this is definitely a film that's like. The theater is what it's made for the theater, absolutely. Yeah, this is a movie I saw on a whim. Like, just my one friend and me got into his habit of seeing movies for a little while, and then he was just like, You want to see Kingsman? I was like, Yeah, okay, whatever, expecting almost nothing because I saw the trailer and I was like, It's a James Bond riff off, whatever. I was like, Nope, this is amazing, loved it, loved every second. That is kind of cool where you have that movie that you just see on a whim and it turns out to be like. Yeah, I, I have yeah. two movies on this list. It's Atomic Blonde and this, but we'll talk about Atomic Blonde later. Well, we were contractually obligated to see Tom Atomic Blonde. We were. Yes. That's true, but like, had I, had I just, you know, I had zero expectations going into that movie. Okay. And I was just like, this That's movie's cool. great. But same thing with Kingsman. But I mean, uh, yeah, Taron Egerton, this is, I knew he was going to be uh, an up-and-coming star watching this movie. He's just so good. And Colin Firth, I wasn't familiar with his work really so much, but he's great in it. Samuel L. Jackson, surprisingly good bad guy. Yes, very good bad oh, guy. Oh, yeah. He put his own weird it, spin on it, and it works with it the does. theme of the movie totally. It, it does, and it's not necessarily like a Samuel L. Jackson role. Yeah. Like, he doesn't play it like you... I don't think he says motherfucker I, one time. I don't think he... He might, but I don't I think, think he, he does. Had, I feel like he... I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember hearing at one point he says it in every movie that he's in. He tries so like, to. Yeah. He might he have. He tries to. He said, like, he got, like, half of it out in um, uh, Revenge, Revenge of the, of the Sith. Sith. Yep. So, like, <laughs> if he got it in there in a galaxy far, far away, I have to imagine he got it in here. But I don't remember. Um, but it doesn't It doesn't feel like a like a, a what I'm used to seeing out of Samuel L. Jackson, which, like, again, made it a little better for me because mm-hmm. it, it, it did show that he's got a little range. It's a lot goofier. He's not afraid to do yeah. things different. It's a goofier. Yeah. Um, one of the few times where like the follow-up film isn't a letdown too. It's kind like, of a with, letdown. Like, oh, it's a major letdown. Co- compared to this movie, yeah. this movie is amazing yeah. and the Golden Circle is like fine. That came I up in like conversation the, the other circle. day because I own this movie and then we're, again, yeah. we're looking for something to watch and well, I was like, how can we not have the Golden Circle? I've never seen it before. I'm like, because I don't like it. That's. <laughs> I thought it was fine. I don't remember what I scored it, yeah. but like, I have I to it watch fine. it again in the hopes that it grows on me because I still like yeah. the characters in the universe and Mark Strong as Merlin is amazing, especially in that movie. Is the but... King's yeah, that's... Man streaming anywhere? Not yet. It's still in theaters. Is it I'm really? Actually, I'm actually going to see that tomorrow. Oh, good for you, man. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I hope it's good. Yeah. I'll report back, and you guys will know two months after it's already done in theaters <laughs> if it's if it's good or not. Wonderful. You're welcome, audience. Perfect. That's what they. That's what. That's what they're here for. That's why they pay us the yes. big bucks. If they only don't, those don't those us. checks would cash. Oh, if only. It really just come in the mail. But I digress. <laughs> that's Kingsman: The Secret Service. That movie's awesome. I think I've spoken enough about it, Corey. What do you got, number one? 
My number one is Atomic Blonde. What? What? Shocking. Twist. Um, we've talked about this movie at least one other time on the show, right? Yeah, we did. McAvoy. McAvoy. McAvoy, yeah. that's right. So I'm not going to say anything here that I didn't say there, uh, but I will reiterate briefly the feel and the grit and the passion that is in this movie is engrossing. It is captivating. You are like on the edge of your seat, feeling every punch, watching the exhaustion like kick in and like them struggle to win these fights. It is, it feels so real. It is unbelievable. So does it teeter more a little, a little more in action? Probably, but it's John Wick, the spy, it's John Wick, the spy. And like, God damn, she is so good in this. The whole cast is so good in this. Yeah. James McAvoy's doing his thing. Um, Charlize Theron, awesome, 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 awesome as this spy. I yeah, I I will watch this again and again and again. I this might I mean obviously it's my favorite spy movie. I don't know why I said it's it might be. It clearly is my favorite spy movie. Um, yeah, I don't I don't want to beat a horse to death. I'm trying um, to remember the, what's her uh, Sophia Batella, and she's also in Kingsman. Like she's in two yes. of the best spy movies ever. Good for her. It's a good God point. Yeah, right. Good, good for her. I've never heard that expression said that way. By the way, Corey, which one? I don't want to beat a horse to death. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the guy. That's who gets good there to beat early. a dead horse. <laughs> As compared to beat a dead horse, yeah. which is what the actual expression is. I don't want to beat a horse to death either. <laughs> exactly. I just don't want to do it. Yeah, we all agree. All right. This is good. <laughs> oh, let the horse live, guys. Let him, let him go. Um, Put that on a shirt for the show. <laughs> let the horse live. What does that mean? <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> you ever see Trailer Park Boys? Yes, like Ricky one episode. In, that's got. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a Ricky. Isn't? Ricky would say that. Oh god! I saw a meme the other day. Uh, it was a Trailer Park Boys meme, and it was a. Uh, it was on like a history meme page I follow, and it was like, "People, how did you make your religion?" And then it was said ancient Egyptians, and it was a picture of uh, what's his face holding up uh, a cat. It's like, bubbles. That's one good fucking yeah, yeah bubbles. It's a picture of bubbles holding up a cat, being like. That's one good fucking kitten. <laughs> I was like, yep, that is exactly how it happened. So good. Uh, yeah, so Atomic Blonde. Really, really good. If you haven't seen it yet, I don't know what you're doing listening to this. Go back and watch Atomic Blonde. I mean, finish listening to this first and then watch Atomic yeah. Blonde. Oh, I just started a new show that James McAvoy's in. What's that? His Dark Materials. So far, he's only been in the first episode, but I hope he comes back because he was... Isn't the show already running? I thought that was already a thing. Yeah, it is. It is. I just started watching it. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was in it. I've... Two seasons. Yeah. So two oh, seasons of... Okay. Two seasons worth... Like I said, he was in the first episode. I don't know if he comes back at all, he's but he better. He's the second highest build, so he should. Yeah. Um. Uh. The, the, the person that played X-23 in Logan is the lead. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yep, That's yep. It's her awesome. It's her story. Yeah. And she is 
stellar. Daphne Keen. Daphne Keen. Yes, Daphne Keen. Well done. Yeah, I think I'm like three, four episodes in, and it is it is very, very good. Cool. Fun and sci-fi. You got to be into like sci-fi shit, but a fantasy, not really sci-fi, fantasy. I like that stuff. Sounds cool. Yeah, man. Give it a give it a little watchy watch. All right, that is that it. That's the last number one. That's that is number one. Yeah. All right. Now that our lists have been revealed, it is time for the madness round of our show. Unless you want to do bubbles. Uh, how the, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll do bubbles first. Uh, I've already announced my bubbles, which were Skyfall, and really, I said most other Mission Impossible movies, but especially Ghost Protocol. Cool. Mine were uh, Austin Powers: International Man of Mystery, and a little the deepest cut I have for this list, Enemy of the State. Very good movie. Yeah. Thought about it. That was it. Made my it made my like it's initial a, like it's an interesting of... twist because he's not a spy, but he's being chased by the NSA, which are spies. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I yeah, play, yeah. like North by Northwest. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. Pretty much similar. Uh, besides Bond and Bourne movies, my bubbles were Captain America: The Winter Soldier and Munich. Thought about watching Munich, decided not to. Munich's depressing. <laughs> Very <laughs> that's good. Why I decided not to. Yeah. Super depressing. Not a fun time. No. One day I'll see that movie. I hear it's yeah. really good, and it's come up as a possibility for like two or three topics now. Hmm. One day. All right. Fair enough. Now we'll get into the madness round. Uh, the way that this is going to work, Matt has a very, very high-tech digital wheel on his cell phone. It was very expensive. That he will spin. Very expensive. That he will spin a minimum of five times to determine which five movies will make our collective top five list. Each of us have also come into the show prepared with a protect and a veto. We have protected one movie and we each have one veto. If a movie comes up that we do not think deserves to be on the list, we can veto it. If the movie is protected by that player, the movie stays and you've lost your veto. Otherwise, the movie gets removed and we move on and spin the wheel again. So without any further ado, Matt, our first spin. First spin is in, and it is Joe's number one. Kingsman, the Secret Kingsman. Service. No one has a problem right. with that. <sighs> Excellent. Okay. Spin number two. Looks like we got Matt number three, which would be Atomic Blonde. Got no problem with that. with that one. Okay. This is, good. This, is, this is a good spin so far. I like, I like these a, two. This is a great list. Corey, number three. Mission Impossible, the original. We're good. Still fine with that. Corey, number five. Austin Powers. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm also fine with letting that lie. That's, that's no Peter Pan. One, two, <laughs> okay, potentially one more. Here we go. Matt, five, which is North by Northwest. I'm I'm still fine with that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, veto I'm my own five here. Okay. I want my okay. I want my number one. I'm holding out for it. Fair. Let's see if I can swing it. Let's see. <laughs> <sighs> you should be able to. There's not that many. Swing left. it slash and sway you know Corey and myself to veto our own movies. I you know what I I will I I'll play I'll play ball. Matt two, which is so Mission Impossible three. Ooh. Veto. <laughs> I was gonna say what a choice. That, that's that's fine. <laughs> We got a Mission Impossible on there. Let's let's get Matt's number one on here. See if we can do it. And next spin. Corey number three. 
Already on the list. Cool. Joe, number two. Winter Already Soldier. On the list. No. Nice. Oh, no, Winter Soldier. Shit. On the list. Oh, I lost my veto. Uh, okay. Do I, do I veto this for Matt's sake? You don't have to. It's fine. No, I know. I know no, how much you like it. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll veto. I'll Whoa. veto for you. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see if we can get it. No problem. Luckily, I didn't protect that one. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have looked real <laughs> stupid. Um, I did spin one more time after that as I was shuffling through really fast. It was Joe number one, which is already on the list. Cool. Next spin. Oh, my God. It was so close. Uh. Corey number four. Shit. Born. All right. Uh. We tried, guys. <laughs> We did try. That's my entire list. My entire list. My all five of my movies made the list. Very good. Good for you. Yeah. Damn it. I don't think that's happened. That happened to Matt last week. Was yeah. All no, that, that that's been a thing. Yeah, that's happened. Yeah. Never for Joe, but. <laughs> it's coming, Joe. I feel it. One day. All right, so to choose from, we have Kingsman, Atomic Blonde, Mission Impossible, Born Identity, and Austin Powers. So Born and Austin Powers were, were strictly on my list, and they were my four and five. So I say we just leave them just like that. I mean, Austin Powers five. is at least my bubble. I would, I would vote Austin Powers four, but that's just me. Of those three, I, that's, if I would, again, none of them made of what my three? Well, because he has Mission Impossible as his number three as well. Oh, okay. I would put okay. Austin Powers three, <laughs> Mission Impossible, then Born. If I was, if I was ranking those three, I'm super comfortable with this. I'm, I'm. If that's how we're gonna play, I, I as long as Born's no at five, with, I'm fine with the with either one. <laughs> I, I like the idea of Austin Powers being higher on my spy movie list. Like, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Whatever. Cool. All right. right. <laughs> Not how I thought this was going to go, but here we are. We got representation <laughs> throughout all genres of the spy movie. We got Born Identity at five, right? That's what we said? Yeah. Yes. And then that would make Mission Impossible four. Austin Powers three. And Matt can have this for not getting his number one, despite our best efforts. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm going to rule the Stallone podcast. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, so it's between Atomic Blonde and Kingsman. It is. So it's a 1 2 versus a 1 3. Oh, it's a 1 3 3. 1 3 3. Kingsman didn't make your list, right? Kingsman's Not... 4 for me. Okay, so 1 1 2 4 versus a 1 3 3. That's the closest it gets. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Damn it. This is supposed to be, like, easy. I'm going to. I'm going gonna... to put my foot down in relative terms and say that I think that Atomic Blonde should be number one. I, as good as Kingsman is, I don't, I don't know that Kingsman is, makes me feel edge of my seat. Like, Holy crap. As much as Atomic Blonde. Well, I don't know if it's that kind of movie. No. Kingsman is just, you put on, it's, it's, it's fun for like two hours and it's not just fun, but because it's a thrilling experience, but like it's, it's different. It's just a wow. different experience. Atomic Blonde doesn't breeze by. So Kingsman, Rotten Tomatoes score 75 and an audience score of 84, which... Atomic matter. Blonde's exactly the same. Atomic <laughs> Blonde's very similar. Atomic Blonde is 79 with an audience score of 64. 
That's surprising. That's crazy. Surprising. I wonder if it's because it's a female-led action movie. I don't know. I hope not. But they're both really good. Like I feel bad arguing against Atomic Blonde, but I just love Kingsman. They're so both... like, you know it's... my vote. It's I'm not just... going to be sad either way. It's the same genre, but like, yeah, a different take on it. I feel Kingsman is the more rewatchable movie. Atomic it's Blonde. More, it's a lot I more fun like... than Atomic Blonde is. Atomic Blonde is very like drab and dark and very gritty. cold, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> oh it's, yeah, it's Russia, Russia during the Cold War. <laughs> it's, it's Germany, isn't it? Berlin? Aren't they in Berlin the whole time? Yeah, yeah it is Germany. Never mind. Yeah. For some reason, I thought Russian. Okay. I don't know why. Well, we're There's going no up against out. the Russians. Russians yes. Spy. There's everything. Everything's happening in, in Tom Claw. Casts are too, very too star-studded, both movies. Charlize, um, McAvoy, John Goodman versus, like, Samuel Jackson, Taron Egerton, mm-hmm. and Colin Firth. Colin Firth. It's very... Uh, Mark, Mark Strong. Not going to lie. Not, not a really strong <laughs> female... Um, not as strong female characters in... Kingsman compared I mean, to Sophie, Atomic Sophia Batella and Roxy, whoever plays her. Whoever plays her, exactly. Is this like, well, she's never been in anything else. I don't know what okay. her name is. I know, I know, but it's like not as like <laughs> memorable, so to speak. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm just, you know, no, that's, that's fair, trying to come up with a decision here, man. I mean, yeah, no, I understand. Um, Michael Caine's in Kingsman, if that sways you. That's if that, true. If that tips the scales. That's a good point. I'm a fan of Michael Caine and his work. Atomic Blonde 2, is that going to be a thing anytime soon? I don't think so. Is this, was it supposed to be a I thing? I think it's ba- it's based on a graphic novel, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that's just the graphic novel. So I don't know if it was ever intended to have a sequel. Atomic Blonde 2 is a forthcoming American action thriller really? movie. Really? Based huh. on the picture novel, The Coldest City. Huh. I thought that was what the first one was based on. Me too. <laughs> Interesting. There's an article from September saying everything we know so far about Atomic Bomb 2. Interesting. All right. Well, I mean, maybe oh, one they're going to be Netflix that. movies. Oh, uh, two, two and three. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Man, I hope they don't ruin that because the first one's really good. I'm now worried. Yeah. But let's table that for, for right now. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, good. Um, I don't know, man. What do I have? Where, where did I rank them? I ranked on my list. Three and four. Three and four. Atomic Blonde over Kingsman. So, that being said, I would vote for Atomic Blonde over Kingsman. I'm, I'm glad that we took like ten minutes to lay in and then just going on how they ranked the new list. Which is a totally logical conclusion. It's I'm very <laughs> close. I mean... It is very close. They're one, both three, three, great one, movies. two, four. They both add to seven. They both have number ones in there. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't get any tighter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it really doesn't no get any closer cut. than that. No, it, it's it's tough. Joe, what'd you have? You had it as one three. And Corey had ah, fucking damn it. I had it as a one two. Yeah. I had it as one two. Atomic yeah. Blonde Kingsman one two. Winter Soldier wasn't so damn good. It would have been one two for me as well. So I guess Atomic Blonde's gonna be number one. Yeah, it looks like. That's Seems cool. that way. I'm a little bit disappointed, but not that much. Because I'm still at two. A lot of these have, like, subtitles. Or two of they them do. do. It's a classic yeah. classic spy yeah. movie thing. Yeah. Definitely a classic spy movie thing. All right. A lot of colons. 
There are tons, tons and tons of colons throughout the, so these lists. So many colons. So, Matt, would you like to reveal the top, the collective top five list of spy movies? Yeah, all right. According to us. All right. Thanks. Number five, The Born Identity. <laughs> Number four, Mission Impossible. Number three, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Number two, Kingsman, The Secret Service. And the number one spy movie, according to us, Atomic Blonde. I don't think there could be a better list. I think this list could is be a perfect. List. I think this list is perfect. <laughs> it has the top five movies on it. Um, I've never been happier. <laughs> I've okay. never been happier. Don't tell Pam. <laughs> you do you, bud. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I do like the fact that all five of I just... Yeah. I bet you do. the fact that all five of mine made the list. I was for sure Austin Powers or Born Identity were getting were getting vetoed. I was positive of it. Speaking of vetoes, what did you guys protect? I protected Kingsman. I protected No Way Out. Uh, Atomic Blonde. All went for the number one. Only movie I was worried about. Only movie yeah, I ironically, about. movies two of us were worried about got unanimous, un, uh, unanimously selected on everyone's yeah. list. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot less variance on these lists than I thought there was going to be. There's a lot of spy movies out there, so it could have been... Mm-hmm. I mean, just... How, how many Mission Impossibles are there? Six. Six? Six, yeah. I mean, I kind of count those all as the same. Yeah, that's a fair point, but theoretically, somebody could have had a list of three out of the five of them were different Mission Impossible movies. True. Could be a thing. So, yeah. Someone out there has that list. Definitely. All right. So, uh, I guess we will shout out our social medias. If you want to contact us here at the show, you can email us at fivemoviemadness at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at fivemoviemadness. Both of those are with the number five. Or if you want to contact me personally, uh, I'm on Twitter at I am City Folk Soul. Or if you're a craft beer person, you can follow me on Instagram at For Craft's Sake. Matt. I'm on Twitter at MR underscore Janny, J-A-N-N-Y, Matt Jansen. Tweet at me, talk about movies, whatever you want to talk about, it's fine. I got like 50-something followers, no big deal. Um, (laughs) Dust shoulders off. (laughs) Joe, how would people come out and uh, talk to you? Uh, You can really only do it on the internet, and I'm on Twitter at JuiceClerk. Send me your favorite spy movie. Let's get the ball rolling. Let's talk about it. 63, or don't. 63 followers, by the way. Ooh. <laughs> Someone had a big week. you. Someone had a big week. All right. Uh, I guess that's it, right? So. Always forget how I'm supposed to end the show. <laughs> you want. From all of us. Yeah, I know. From all of us here to all of you out there, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody.